lizards. Two wizards. Yeah, like when even did the PS5 come out? Like it came out last year, right? Or 2020, I think, and then COVID hit us, and then like they couldn't get the microprocessors or something. Right, shit. Yeah, yeah. Right. And then they made like 30 of them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I was going to buy one, and then I didn't buy one, and then she bought me one, and Baldur's Gate. And but you did. I almost canceled on you, so I could be like, hey, Josh, I'm really sick tonight. <laughs> but then I rolled a one. So, and you're like, bullshit, Mark. You failed your check. Bullshit. Get your ass on the recording. I'm like, all right, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, it, but and also, funnily enough, yeah, I had my Disney World trip, um, and... You know, being in congested, crowded theme parks and, you know, like touching the same, you know, you know, like the same handrails through the airports and all that. Totally fine. Um, I'm back on campus one day and I picked up some shit. So I got a little like head cold. That, but that was truly like a minor head cold. I'm through like 97% of it. But uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Again, man, it's just it's just funny. Um, I don't know. Maybe my vitality is just that pitiful. And I rolled some ones. Um, like <laughs> opening the library door or something, <laughs> picked up, picked up some, some crud from some of these undergrads. But all that is to say is Mark, you are not like casting fireballs. I am not coughing up my lungs. We are here again for a brand new installment of the two wizards podcast. Uh, welcome everybody. Here we are two wizards podcast, uh, at two wizards pod C one. My name is Josh and I am a wizard. And my name is Mark, and I am a halfling monk specializing <laughs> in uh, unarmed. Oh my god, dude! The unarmed—you just, Josh, you just get. So I played an I played a monk in fifth edition one time, one campaign. I was a mm-hmm. shape shifting were tiger monk, oh, and nice. I was broken. I was like, I got to like level ten, and it just stopped <laughs> being fun. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I want to recreate this experience. And the best thing I can say for this game is that, like, I would come home from D&D and try to explain to Amanda the cool shit that I did, right? Yeah. And that mm-hmm. my party did in this imaginary-ass world, right? And she'd look at me and go, oh, that's great, honey. And now she comes home and I try to explain to her what I did in this imaginary-ass video game. And she goes, oh, that's great, honey. It is literally the most authentic <laughs> D&D experience I could ever get. It's it's amazing. It's great. <laughs> Well, yeah, and, and it is. It's it's it is all of yeah the excitement and the fun of um, tabletop RPGs uh, without all the hassle of like trying to coordinate around everybody's schedule and all the like bullshit that um, yeah like your DM puts you through. No, it's just the bullshit that the programmers inserted in, into the code. <laughs> but I got this cool thing called quick save, baby. Anytime I yeah. want. Oh man, yeah, saves coming. <laughs> Perfect. I could go on like this, but it's it's okay, man. Baldur's, it's Gate, okay. Baldur's Gate. One one wizard approved. I would say go get it, but okay. Then yeah. you would never finish your dissertation, and then Stratus right. had come into the think hole and beat my ass. So yeah, <laughs> right. Well, well, but but also talking about things that are delightful and enjoyable, uh, and uh, probably should come with more uh, content warning labels. Uh, Mark, what's in your <laughs> wizard's m- mug? Cup? Cups? 
Are we still like I, mugs? I st- cups mugs. last season. We keep okay. switching this season. It's all right. I, we can I have keep, wizards, yeah. whatever. In I, this case, I it's can. a wizard's cocktail glass. What do you call that? Not a tumbler. Highball. Highball. Yeah. Right? Okay. The there you ones? go. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Rocks. Uh-huh. A rocks glass, right? A detective would drink whiskey out of this. Yeah. 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 Tumbler. Okay. Sure. So either way. Um, actually, you don't know this, Josh. There's no way you could have known this. And you said at the top, and you said Mark isn't casting fireballs. And, buddy, uh. I'm sorry, you're wrong. It's that magical time of year when a certain endemic species to the San Luis Valley oh, returns, and the man. great white buffalo is back. There is a young man <laughs> who drinks all alone. <laughs> Making white buffaloes. Oh, man. Buffalo so, Jones. So, Mark... I, I think, given how far we've come since since last last time this this great migration came down, surely we've picked up some new listeners. So, for for those new and returning, just just enlighten us once more. What all goes into a great white buffalo? Um, well, uh, it's an ice cube, uh, two shots of fireball cinnamon style whiskey, and then you pour organic two percent milk over that and dust it with cinnamon. So good, they, they, <laughs> listeners. This is this is incredible. Rush out wherever you are, get those ingredients, make them. They're delicious. They're definitely of the season. They're definitely seasonal. Um, so yes, please, please do. And uh, as far as what I have here, I'm I am following through. Uh, last week I said kid gloves are off. Um, we're diving into pumpkin beer, and so I'm starting off with a Southern Tier Brewing Company Pump King. Uh, Imperial Pumpkin Ale, uh, mm. clocking in mm. at eight point six. ABV. You are gonna get feisty, right on. I, I am. I think. I think I am. And so, in the spirit of getting feisty, here's on you, buddy. Cheers, good buddy. Oh Man. yes, yes, that's Just... it. Oh my god. Yep. Mm. Yeah. That is what. That is what I've been missing. Cause like you know, I, I've kind of dabbled. It's like, oh well. Um, Lindsay had her, what was it like? Lunar harvest, uh, gluten-free yeah. pumpkin beer. I was like, oh, well maybe I'll have a little, a little sip of that. But no, I'm, I'm ready to dive full on in because it's time. It's time to dive full on in to the pumpkin, to the pumpkin-y, ooky spooky goodness. Um, and, uh, and yeah, this is the perfect drink for that. As is the great white buffalo, I'm sure. It'll do it in a pinch, I reckon. <laughs> I'll do it in a pinch. do it in a pinch. So. I was really bummed. I saw that, um, oh, who was it? I want to say Bush, maybe? Maybe it was just straight Budweiser. I don't know. But um, they put out a pumpkin spice seltzer. Oh, and guys. Come on. I, I know. I know. But I saw it, and I was like, well, that's what we're getting. And I went to Beer Keg and Chief, and they didn't have it today. So I was like, well, mm. guess we're going with the buffalo. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So. I mean, that does raise a good question. Is, is it even better in in the, in the uh, micro beer... Um, desert that is the San Luis Valley and nothing against the local brewers because they're doing good stuff but as far as like importing things is it better to have a pumpkin spice seltzer than nothing maybe that sounds like absolutely something for us wizards to investigate well you know stare into the void so they don't have to I'm going to drink this horrible pumpkin spice whatever you remember (laughs) the one and it was like a dream sickle Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Seltzer. Yeah. Like, I think the point of Two Wizards is I put bad alcohol into my body and play it <laughs> off as a bit, but I think I'm actually crying out for help, but that's not what we're doing tonight. 
Okay, well, f- fair enough. Uh, but 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 what are we doing tonight? Because uh, uh, you you have another episode prepped, and I'm yeah. I'm flying in blind under the auspices of Pumpkin. Uh, so, Mark, what are what are we discussing uh, in this week's episode? Oh, buddy, we well, I am another year older. Two wizards has gone for another year now. True. And just in that amount of time, I have gained and lost more knowledge than the average college junior who shows up to most of their classes sober. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie to you. I sat down to write this about two weeks ago. As I did it, my entire narrative shifted, right? Mm. And I kind of went on this, like, it was it was sort of like my own, like, mental odyssey. Okay. And I started thinking about, you know, like, what was my core idea? Because it was yeah. going to be cryptids that kill, right? And okay. then I realized... Who the hell cares, right? We're keeping up with the spooky season, but tonight we're going to get adult-themed, Josh. Oh, all right. Okay. Because as I'm getting older now, I'm realizing the most terrifying things in life are, number one, the unknown that you can't control, but then the minor inconveniences. Oh, and oh God. And to paraphrase H.P. Yeah. Lovecraft, the most frightening and terrifying of these inconveniences is the minor one. Mm. And I can think of no minor, more, no more minor inconvenience than having to deal with the insurance, the insurance company. <laughs> We're going to talk about how the hell do you explain this to your insurance adjuster? Oh, that's so good. Which you also are um, perfectly suited to to help help lead this tour, uh, given your brief stint as a as a what do we say, like an insurance. Warlock or something like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think our, I think it's this month that we have our car insurance payment due um, twice a twice a year, and yeah, we have to like set set our pennies aside just to deal with that. Um, uh, yeah, fortunately, again, fortunately, counting little blessings. Uh, like like we've had a couple of little fender benders that we've had to get through our insurance to uh, to get our damages paid for uh and fortunately nothing too major but like you know just little health things here and there that you don't think are going to be a big deal but then turns out no crap i have to like file all this paperwork and hey these expenses are racking up even our cats even our cats was like ah shit like they're starting to get up in years like do we need to get pet insurance in case um i don't know like quincy needs his diabetes medication or something (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're giving them too many treats and I, I don't know so yeah it's 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 a whole thing insurance in and of itself is a giant many-headed monster um but yeah how are we going to explain this to that giant many-headed monster and not have our premiums go up too much <laughs> <laughs> the answer is you do it before 1980 um, <laughs> josh you and i can both agree that insurance in any form is a scam and that yep. scam is downright scary, and it's got its fingers in every pie that you have. Even the little pies that aren't your pies, you still need to get renter's insurance for your place that you live yeah. in that is not yours. Mm-hmm. In case some shit happens to somebody else's shit, it's still your fault. Yeah. Health insurance is a crock of crap, we can all admit it. And yeah. now, you know, little things, like they want you to get that car shield. It's like insurance, where you pay a little bit extra just in case you, you know, blow your transmission in. Oh, don't worry, because you're paying us. We'll pay $500, and you can think you did something good. Yeah. Well, damn it, buddy. Mm-hmm. It is awful. It is a Hydra, like you said. But, dude, you are lucky living up where you are, and I am lucky living where I where I am. Because um, let me tell you, man, as 
during my, you know, experience as a rogue cross-classing in the Texas Department of Insurance, I can tell you that the Lone Star State is goddamn scary. <sighs> yeah. I'm, I'm Average sure. visit to the ER is about $5,000, just first thing out of the gate. If you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, you can go ahead and kick that up to 6000 because, well, that's what they're allowed to do. Home insurance is double the national average. The national average is $2,417 a year. So just consider that. And then you look at the fact that Texas leads the nation in tornadoes, flood damage. It recently learned how to get really, really cold and stay that way, yeah. like we saw you know, last <laughs> right. year. Oh, and I'm sure that you can guess who leads the nation in DUI. I would also guess the Lone Star State. Um, it's actually Wyoming. But oh, okay, well, that too. <laughs> But damn it, Josh, Texans have another reason to worry. And per this podcast, we, you and I already know a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, chupacabras continuing, continuing to assault livestock, seasonal mm-hmm. pterosaur plagues in the sky, mm-hmm. and, you know, just the occasion that maybe a Bigfoot is going to come to your double wide one night and, you know, put his hand through your aluminum siding. Yeah, or, or you're driving along, uh, minding your own business, and then the Marfa lights come up and blind you. You go off the road and, yeah, crash into yeah. A, a telephone pole. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> How are you going to call Gary Patterson on Monday and explain to him that the Marfa lights blinded you and drove you off the road, and you're only drinking Coors Light, so there is no way you could be drunk? Right, right. <laughs> How the hell do you explain the Zuki spooky bullshit to your insurance adjuster, Josh? Well, that question is exactly what a car full of teens asked themselves one warm summer's night during the summer of 69. <laughs> also... Really solid spoiler for tonight. The reason we got away with it is because it wasn't the future yet. Just bear that in mind. Okay, all right, fair enough. Yep, yep. <laughs> uh, Jim Stevens of Blue Ma- of Blue Mound, Texas, was driving home with his two buddies after a long day of fishing at the Lake Worth Nature Center. It's a six square mile long or mile six square mile recreation area, a mm-hmm. uh, little ways out of like the Dallas Fort Worth area. Mm. But for all intent, it looks like a really nice place. I did like a virtual tour. It's a, it's kind of a okay. cool little wildlife area. Yeah. And him and his buddies had been knocking him dead all day. So that night as they're driving back, he guided his cherry Mustang car that I can only assume he named Miss Sally along the wooded road. And then Josh horror fell upon him. Literally when a 350 pound mass of dirty white hair fell out of a tree and landed squarely on Miss Sally's hood. Oh my God. Two great claws grabbed out at the cabin of the car, one tore at the roof, and then the thing leaned back, and Jim Stevens got a good look at it. What he described was a giant goatish head with great curling horns and scarred flesh around the upper body into a pair of solid red glowing eyes. And then the goat man, he confirmed that it was a goat. It was, in fact, a goat man, Josh. We looked down at the cloven hooves that stood on Miss Sally's beautiful hood, and then the creature reared back and headbutted the windshield. It was at this time that Jim decided to shake the goat man off Miss Sally because, well, but that just seemed to piss it off and it held on tighter and it kept punching and clawing at the roof and the windshield and the hood. Jim went off the road and hit a tree and the goat man flew off and just goat walk jumped away into the Texas wooden night. Oh my God. Ooh. Yeah, that, I, ugh. yeah, that would be, even for Texas, that would be pretty, pretty rough. Yeah. Even for Texas. Now, like I said, Jim had two buddies in the car with him. And damage done to Miss Sally was somewhere in the neighborhood of $300 in 60s money. This car was fucked up, Josh. Mm -hmm. Now, we don't necessarily know if Jim filed an insurance claim for Miss Sally. You know, he just had a guy take care of it because that's what you did in the 60s. Mm -hmm. 
But we do know that he and his friends were interviewed by state troopers who said that they were stone sober and genuinely terrified of something that had happened to them. Oh, shoot. Okay. So I'm reminded of, like, the Kellyville goblins. Um, right, yeah. You know, they didn't know what it was, but that was the one thing the cops said was, well, these people were scared green. Something happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Jim wasn't the only one that summer, Josh. Multiple people reported a large, white, horny thing running around through the woods around the the Greer Lake region of the park. Mm. It would jump onto cars. Sometimes it would fuck the cars up. Sometimes it would attack people. Sometimes it would just jump down and run away. (laughs) And I know what you're thinking. You said this thing was 350 pounds. Yeah, I did. And it Mm. was in... Any spot where there was a reported Goatman sighting landing on your car, there was always a tree with one big broken branch on it. Oh. Indicating that something would have, you know, launched off of it and yeah. broke it. Yeah, yeah. Don't ask me how it works. It's, you know, cryptid physics. <laughs> <laughs> um, on July 9th, 1969, a group of teens were attacked along the shoreline road. The Goatman leapt from the trees onto the hood of a parked car with a bunch of kids standing, you know, out and around it, doing whatever kids did in the 60s. I don't know. And tried to pull one girl from the car. She was sitting in the car, and it reached in and tried to pull her out. Oh, my God. Uh, Thinking quickly in all the panic that somebody managed to get the car going, and the group scattered and sped away back to town. And when they got back to town, they noticed that there was giant hand claw rakes in the door. Like, the metal of the door had been peeled. Oh, wow. Jeez. Something got into this car. Yeah, something. Something hit it. They told their story to local news and local police. The police laughed them off, but the news did what news does best, Josh, and they got the word out. And yep. since a white woman were attacked, you know what it's time to do, <laughs> right, good buddy? It's time to raise a posse. <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> According to Dallas Morning News, an interview with the then park director, Ray Pratt, <clears throat> truckloads of men with guns headed towards Greer Island to hunt the thing. <laughs> Spectators also came out in droves to try and catch a glimpse of it, or just watch the hunters in action. Then reporters swarmed in following the action, and local police could only attempt to keep the peace. And then folks just started coming in with wine and whiskey and beer, and just started to have a good time hunting for the creature. Here is our very own Sasquatch, Pratt said. It was a party. What the hell? Let's go! Bladenboro, you know, the 800 men went and yep. beat the forest, and the mayor realized that his weird, maybe little cat hoax got out of hand. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, the Gévaudan, the you know, like, there's literal armies beating the forest, and, like, what do we do with all these people? This is the one beast hunt. Okay, no, I lied. Beast of Busco, where we dynamited the lake and threw the sea turtle. Oh, yeah. I uh-huh. want to be in that one, but if I get to be in a second beast hunt, I want to be in this fucking beast hunt, Josh. That would be, I mean, it's, you're there in Texas... There's beer and whiskey flowing. Uh, I'm sure some really good barbecue. Uh, probably an impromptu rodeo. Hell, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Cindy May lost her top. Oh, it's a good night. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good night. Deep in the hey, heart. Hey, we're thinking about mud Texas. wrestling up in the gulch to try and draw out the goat. Man, y'all want to come? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> you know who didn't like this debauch, Josh? Hmm. The goat man. I would imagine, yeah, might might be the like soul dissenting voice, but hey, you know. <laughs> In true horror movie fashion, he literally reared its ugly his ugly head on July tenth. 
At the time, a man named Rob Dankhouse, who is now the current manager at the center, well, he was there that night in 1969, along with a few other dozen people, and they watched the goat man running back and forth across the top of a ridge until it disappeared for about 10 minutes, came back with a truck tire, and then threw it 500 feet from the ravine towards the party. It fell a little bit short, but it still made it 500 feet oh my God. and managed to scatter the uh, partiers. That is incredible. This guy, Deakhouse, is like a genuine dude who like sees Bigfoot and does nothing about it. Um, like I said, he's now the current manager at the, or he was the current manager as of 2019, but like he was, he is the current manager of the center and he reported like he would see the goat man multiple times and even took a couple blurry pictures of it and gave us our best blurry picture of it. And really it just looks like a shaggy white thing standing in some grass. Mm. Okay. I mean, still, still though, still. Yeah, still. And like some people still see Goatman. Uh, there's a boy scout. Uh, it's like a camp, you know, like a permanent campsite. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they say that you can hear the goat man bleat screaming on super, it's super late in the night. It just, something in the middle of the lake is just. That's, oh my God. That's, Which I love. That's so freaking cool. <laughs> Um, and once again, buddy, you and I have a destination field trip. Um, mm-hmm. Every four years, Lake Worth hosts a monster bash, which we just missed. It was last year. But Goatman was also immortalized by Lakewood Brewing, who named a beer after him. And oh, sadly, shoot. we can't get that either because you're not allowed to send beer across state lines. Yeah, yeah, again. <sighs> Goddamn shame. Uh, this country. But it's okay, buddy. Mm-hmm. Because I imagine, you know, a Goatman beer would probably be, like, a really strong, like, Belgian white. It would, yeah, it would be something that, um, yeah, yeah, I think Belgian white, um, maybe a maybe a hint of goat cheese. Uh. <laughs> yeah, hint of goat cheese. And then, you know, how, like, a tipple will just knock your teeth in with hop taste. Well, yeah. goats kind of smell the way that hops taste if you mm-hmm. get close enough to a goat. So, yeah, you know, <laughs> maybe just maybe. Maybe just maybe. <laughs> I can only assume that the Goatman beer would be super, super strong and super terrible. So we probably shouldn't drink them anyway, Josh. Grab mm-hmm. your keys because we're going on a road trip. <laughs> 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 well, hey, because we got, oh, um, well, hey, we got Miss Sally out of the shop and her... Five hundred dollars worth of damage in 19- uh, three, but nineteen sixty. So yeah, okay. Well, Probably let's see here. Five now, yeah. Okay, yeah. so so three hundred in nineteen sixty was uh yeah about three thousand dollars. So in in like today's money. So <laughs> there we go. Yeah, thank you, officialdata.org and your U.S. inflation counter. Um, but uh, but hey, old Sally or Miss Sally's out of the shop. Um, dangle, dangle. Let's get. Let's get this road trip started here. Where where are we headed to next? <laughs> next on my odyssey of how the fuck do you explain this to your insurance adjuster, Josh? We're actually going to go visit an old friend of yours, buddy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're headed to uh, Lee County in South Carolina, home of the lizard man of scape or swamp. Oh, boy. Yeah, this guy. <laughs> Your old buddy, your old pal, Joshy, repped you for beach pal. volleyball in the Cryptid Olympics. <laughs> oh, God. That was... So, okay, also, just real quick. Man, that was so much fun doing the Cryptid Olympics and Cryptid Cabinet and 
you know, hey, you know, uh, uh, God willing, if two wizards make it to to 2024, God, Mark, we'll have had two presidential elections um, in our podcasting history. So like, we'll, oh boy. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll really have to come up with something there. Cryptid World War II. Cryptid World War II. <laughs> I'm Axis, your allies. We can pick 10 cryptids, three to represent three the three big nations of each and go to town yeah well or yeah like given the current unfolding of uh world events we'll probably yeah have cryptid world war three right about the time that episode comes out so <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> yeah sorry i got too real let me take an oblivion seeking slurp of uh pumpkin here and uh mark you you tell us what we're doing here now in carolina well, first, I opened another beer, or I opened a beer out of Alaskan Brewing. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is Juno Juice Hazy IPA. Oh, boy. I can't fucking wait. <laughs> <sighs> Enjoy your pumpkin. Pump yeah, pumpkin. As in, like, that dude on Yu-Gi-Oh's card? Uh, yeah, I Bones. guess. Bones? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess so. Pumpkin, king of the ghouls. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. P- right P- on. P-U-M-K-I-N-G. Uh, My castle of dark illusion says you can't attack me, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway, meanwhile, back in the swamp is Shrek. Not really. In 1988 in Lee County, South Carolina, Josh, some weird goings-on were afoot. Mm. Around the area of Bishopsville, one Christopher Davis, age 17, was driving home from work at 2 a.m. on July 29th, 1988. And my mom was crazy pregnant in New York State with the young Mark Jones. <laughs> there you go. Nice. Somewhere around this drive home that the worst happened, he blew a tire. Mm. And he blew this tire somewhere along the road that borders the scape or swamp. Okay. And I could tell you, you know, all about this, you know, lizard encounter, what Davis actually saw. Or or I could say, Josh, look in your drive and pull up the blank file called Cryptid Attacks. Ooh. And I'm going to have you tell us, because this is your boy, Lizard Man. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Give me uh, give me 10 seconds here to... Uh... And next time, I will say, hey, Josh, I got a document up here. No, I should just know by now. Like, oh, yeah. I, sh- I should also no, just know No, I should now. be better. No, 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 you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> uh, okay, so here you go. So this is uh, from Christopher Davis. Quote... I looked back and saw something running across the field towards me. It was about 25 yards away, and I saw red eyes glowing. I ran into the car, and as I locked it, the thing grabbed the door handle. I could see him from the neck down. Three big fingers, long black nails, and green rough skin. It was strong and angry. I looked in my mirror and saw a blur of green running. I could see his toes, and then he jumped on the roof of my car. I thought I heard a grunt and then I could see his fingers through the front windshield, where they curled around on the roof. I sped up and swerved to shake the creature off. Bomb, bomb, lizard. (laughs) I mean, that does sound, yeah. Maybe he just needed a lift home uh, from volleyball practice, you know? Christopher Davis, why do you rush to conclusions so, 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 so quickly here? At two in the morning? I don't think so. He is that dedicated to the Cryptid Olympics. So, so burning, you're saying the, the lizard man was out so late because he was playing, <laughs> playing with the boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I can see Maverick and there's Goose, except for Maverick is 
you know, a six foot tall meth addict and yeah. Goose is his fat little boss. And yeah, I can see it all. <laughs> oh, God. It's two in the morning. Where have you been? I was just playing volleyball, honey. <laughs> I know what that means. I know what that means. Don't lie to me. <laughs> You're at the Voight plant. Fucking volleyballs. <laughs> God. I did not anticipate the effect of great white buffaloes on a body. I <laughs> I sort of knew what I was getting into with pumpkin, um, and so I have zero remorse. <laughs> oh yeah, zero remorse. Just you know, I know. You know, you know. <laughs> you know how it is. I mean, it's it is also there. There, there does seem, and I know we're still relatively um, new into this episode. But it does seem to be a uniquely and also iconically American phenomenon that so many cryptid or aliens or unexplainable events happen in somebody's car. Um, Mm -hmm. And out of those, 80% of the time, it's, yeah, like hitting something with your car or having something jump on top of your car. (laughs) It's just... Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) I just love that. I mean, last week we were talking about... um... That dude, Brian, mm-hmm. and, you know, the black-eyed children showed yeah, up right. behind, you know, he was writing out his check in the movie theater light, and those kids showed up and tapped on the back window of his car. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yep, yep, yep. It is. It's just... Ah. Phantom hitchhikers, like... Yeah. Well, in the... Like, yeah, it is, it is weird to think about. You don't read about, you know, British owlmen swarming the lorries. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's no uh, uh, Spring Hill Jack hopping on top of your... Uh, Phaeton. <laughs> um, Jumping on a double-decker bus. Yeah, right. <laughs> blowing blue fireballs everywhere. I say, good heavens. <laughs> good heavens, who is this rake? <laughs> I'm a lizard bitch. I'm a lizard bitch. <laughs> lizard man rolls up on you, tells you to roll down your window. Do you happen to have any gray poop on hand? <laughs> Where are my 90s kids at? Let's go drink, drink, <laughs> drink. Also, Juno Juice is gross. Yeah, I. Um, when you were saying Alaskan Brewing Company, I, I had my fingers crossed that you were going to talk about their uh, uh, amber, but alas, nothing doing. Yeah, they. you know, they're just not good anymore. That Like, I used to really like the one that had the uh, spruce tips in it, and mm-hmm. now it doesn't taste good. It's... Something's wrong. Something's wrong, man. Something's wrong, and it's not cryptids. It's it, yeah, it's not just the cryptids jumping on our cars. Uh, something, something's it's wrong. Not just goat man teabagging us. <laughs> goat man done teabag my wart. <laughs> okay. Uh, when we eventually get the missile silo, yeah, the missile silo uh, podcastle uh, uh, beer and boxing and breakfast uh, bed <laughs> bed and breakfast. Um, yeah, one of our signature beers is going to be, uh, um, Goatman Teabag, and nobody will drink it, because <laughs> it'll be disgusting. <laughs> it'll be just like the angriest, darkest pilsner. <laughs> Can't see through it. <laughs> Literally looks like you just did nothing but drink Coke for three yeah. days. And... <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Oh, shit. 
God, it's good. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, anyway, anyway. Yeah, so Christopher Davis. Christopher Davis. Oh, Chrissy D. Chrissy D. He, he was shaken, but he was safe, and he made it home. And it was only when he got home that he noticed his car was not in the best condition. Mm. Number one, uh, his driver's side mirror had been torn off. Mm. You know, that right there, that's an automatic ticket. You get pulled over. Yeah, right. His roof had a large three-clawed slash across the top of it. Oof. And he said that there was, like, spit all over <gasps> his car. Some kind of goo he couldn't identify. Oh, no. Oh, that's awful. Ugh. <laughs> now, this is 1988. It ain't the sweet, sweet singing, swinging 60s. So Davis was responsible, and he filed an insurance claim. Mm-hmm. But we can look at this insurance report, and we can see that his insurance provider just said, fuck it, and they paid out, <gasps> and they ruled it as an animal attack. That's so awesome. Hell yeah. Okay. <laughs> Whoever, like, even if it's a lie, whichever car insurance company said, like, yeah, that was us. We paid out for the lizard man attack. I'm switching immediately to that. Holy cow. That's awesome. <laughs> like, the... Like marketing and the promotional like uh, value from claiming like yeah back in 1988 uh, yeah we 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 were the company or uh, because we're a giant conglomeration we bought the company that paid out the 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 claim about the Carolina lizard man we paid that out oh man you'd be laughing all the way to the bank. <laughs> Like a good lizard man, State Farm is there. (laughs) (laughs) Outside of one little, like, event of terror on Davis's end, he made out pretty well in this deal. You know, two in the morning, he probably got jumped by an alligator. It's summer. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, alligator season anyway. It's warm. They're active at night. He probably got out to change a tire. All the commotion, like... You know, something yeah. was going to eat him, and he got away. Mm-hmm. He got lucky more than anything, and then he got luckier when he got his claim paid out. Right after this happened, all the smoke kind of cleared out on Davis's end. Mm-hmm. A rash of similar car mullings <laughs> started occurring on parked cars setting that were parked next to open swamp. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I could see that. <laughs> yeah. So, Bishopville, South Carolina, is like, it's, it's an island, Josh. Mm-hmm. It's surrounded on all sides by swamp. Yeah. All across this little town of like 700 people started reporting, something is fucking with my car. Uh, <laughs> tires were bitten and slashed through. Grills would be ripped off. There'd be pieces of cars found on the ground uh, with a type of what they were calling saliva on them. Mm. Mm-hmm. People also started reporting seeing a large green-brown thing with a long tail covered in green-brown scales that could run on either two legs or four legs, but it did it really quickly, and it didn't run like a gator did. Right, right. Hmm. Hmm. Despite this, local cops dismissed it as an angry gator or an angry bear or people just playing pranks. Yeah, that would make sense. That would make sense. That's not to say that they didn't, you know, do their due diligence and investigate. Um, um, Multiple 14-inch, three-toe-long cast prints were taken with latex at multiple locations. Um, And then one of the cops, and I I didn't write his name down, and I should have, but one of the cops even said, we didn't do anything with this. Because what what are you going to cross this and reference it with? It's a 14-inch long, three-toed claw. This is the only thing in the world that looks like this. Yeah, right. Right. Bigfoot with claws, like... Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, you, you, so you, yeah, you you can't go to the local state university and uh, ask for the head of the herpetology department to come and take a look at this thing. Like that's just not going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> I'm kind of reminded of um our chupacabra attack episode when the woman you know shot the one and cut off its head and threw it in the freezer, yeah. <laughs> and she just handed it to the dude for Monster Quest. <laughs> What do y'all make of this? I uh, don't know. Don't I don't rightly know. <laughs> <laughs> well, ma'am, I uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, also, I, I mean, uh, I don't know if this is too hack, but again, this is this is the late eighties. Mm-hmm. It's in kind of like not completely the backwaters, but you know, it's kind of out of the way. Um, not to go complete like cocaine bear. But say somebody's running some of that uh, uh, nose candy up through the bayou and uh, whoops, the cops are on to us. Quick, d- ditch the stuff. We'll come back to it. Uh, and so some alligators up that way uh, get a hold of this package of cocaine. And so maybe it was a cocaine crocodile. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> cocaine gator. Cocaine gator. Damn it, cocaine again, you're the best vice cop I got on this squad, but your drug problem's too much. I'm sick of your hotshot antics. You'll be riding that desk if you don't clean it up, cocaine gator. I already got the mayor's office on my ass. He's a gator, so fucking there's just cocaine all the side of his snout. Well, even he's big old spare custom sunglasses. (laughs) It's kind of like giant Tom Selleck mustache too. There's little traces of white, little traces of white in it. (laughs) Well, even shit like so, yeah, like when when we were there uh, on the Disney World resorts, um, when we were walking to the Skyliner, this little like gondola uh, system that would take us to Epcot. yeah, there was a there was a little lake there, um, Hourglass Lake, um, totally art- artificial and Disneyfied, whatever. But even then, they had little signs that said like, "Hey, be on the lookout for snakes and alligators," because we're still in fucking Florida. Uh, so, <laughs> mm-hmm. I I mean, stands to reason that uh, if they get all, all all the way up there into South Carolina, I mean, who who knows, man? Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I. <laughs> Uh, you know, you can't rule anything out you when can't. we're talking about cryptids, Josh. Like, you really can't. if we're paying out insurance claims, <laughs> listen, I am positive that people have filed even less believable insurance claims than <laughs> giant lizard men uh, done messed up my car. I'm sure. I'm sure there's even more stupid ones than that. <laughs> Why was the member admitted to a non? network hospital they said they were bit by a giant gator <laughs> but they said it was a lizard man fuck it it's emergent we'll take it 40 mm-hmm. mm-hmm. let's go let's go <laughs> word got out somehow yeah. word got out that either cars were getting damaged and insurance companies were paying out the damage or maybe word got out that people were seeing something and people yeah. got scared or maybe people actually were seeing something but it doesn't matter 
Because once again, uh, this story hopped its way across local media, and guess what happened? That's right, an influx of tourism descended upon the town. (laughs) This influx of tourism was also spiked by local radio station, WCOS, who offered a $1 million reward to anybody who could capture the beast, threatening to ruin our beautiful swamp-surrounded car kingdom. Oh, man. Man. And guess what happened when that award was announced, Josh? That's right, a second posse second will posse. round it up. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then they were all high on cocaine. <laughs> that real good pure trucker meth. <laughs> <laughs> Benny's, Yellow Jackets. Got the whole, got the whole <laughs> cocktail here. <laughs> oh, God. And guess what happened, Josh? That's right. When this posse descended, the local economy was super stimulated. Mm -hmm. And the sightings super continued until fall. Fall of 1988. Mark Jones was born. And Lizard Man decided to slither off into the swampy sunset because he didn't want none of that smoke. That's what I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, probably. That's that's all I can figure, right? Yeah. Um, And, you know, there was, over the years, there's been a sighting here and a hoax there. Um, in 2011, a car was found mauled with by giant, to- or it was mauled with like giant claw and tooth marks, and there was saliva found on the torn off pieces. Hmm. Mm. All right, whatever. Okay. But it just wasn't the same as the lizard man that runs out of the swamp and jumps in your car and rips off your rear view mirror, Josh. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Until May of 2015, when the unimaginable happened, buddy. Okay. All right. A woman who we only know by the name of Sarah took a picture of Lizard Man, or of a Lizard Man, some nondescript, upright, you know, lizard anthropoid. She took a picture of this thing running on two legs throughout a swamp, and I am sending you that picture now. You can tell me what you think. Oh boy, okay. Um. She took this picture um, right outside of her church. It had just gotten out for the morning, and she saw it there. Uh, she saw what? <laughs> it. The bubble, Josh. Can't you tell the big bubble that is clearly definitive proof? In the whole, like, 17 pixels uh, in this picture? (laughs) Don't use your 2023 megapixel privilege on poor Sarah. (laughs) So Sarah sent in that picture to, you know, everywhere, and thanks to the advent of social media, it caught like wildfire a second time and about a week later a man who asked to not be identified he said that he had sighted um lizard man or a lizard man running through swamps near where he was hunting for raccoons about a week before this okay yeah yeah so so lizard man is back on the beat okay so i i also couldn't couldn't help but um it, again i i just get so excited and so i had to do a little looking I went to my preferred search engine and I looked up Carolina Lizard Man Sarah photo. Oh, and I am I am uh, sending that to you uh, as soon as I download it here. Um. Oh God. <laughs> okay, wait for it. Wait for it. Hold on. Um. <laughs> All right, downloading. What? Why are you laughing? Undisputable proof. <laughs> Undisputable proof that Lizard Man is on D-Ball and is also not neglecting his upright raises and seated shrugs. 
Oh my god. (laughs) Also, okay. Also, like you're talking about, like 2023 hindsight. Add one more to this long list, but blame the furries for like really raising the bar of expectations for any sort of like animal costume. Like, (laughs) it's like, really? This is the best you can do? Come on. (laughs) I I just want to. I want that one to be. Listeners to Wizards Pod C1 will be up on our Twitter thoughts on Instagram too. I just wanted to be real. I want to believe. I want to believe. um, But that one, I want that one. And I want, like, (laughs) just be like, look how big he is. Like, I want, I want to know Lizard's man, like, Lizard man's dealt routine. Because he's looking really good. Yeah, he's, he's, he's looking real good. Um, That is Which I guess makes sense if you're, like, grabbing onto cars and hanging. You need that good, like, you know, upper trunk strength. So So I just want us, like, we'll, we'll find a find a bodysuit artist and like commission it but like i want to commission suits for you and me uh and we'll just go around a random parking lot and just rip the <laughs> rip the side <laughs> mirrors off of cars <laughs> and just get the hell out of there that's what i want to do <laughs> i would Love to get into some cryptid-based mayhem. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yes. <laughs> well, well, because we already talked about the like um, Scooby-Doo bullshit uh, glass-bottom boat tour. Um, <laughs> yep. So th- that's a natural follow-up. We just go to South Carolina and cause mayhem in in our rubber suits. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is Americans are just too damn armed. You can't get away with this shit. Yeah. See. Yep. That is. Yeah. We got to go to like England or something where like, you know, the strongest thing is a 20 gauge and it's just going to pepper us and yeah. we'll run away screaming. It's like, wow, that lizard man had a ruddy mouth upon him, didn't he? <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 There's just like two bobbies chasing us. We're like, all right, stop. Stop there. You stop that. Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold up there. Good, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god! Ah, oh, lizard man! I don't... Lizard man! Yeah, well, lizard man not... are gonna get their own because like yeah. lizard men pop up a lot. But God, I just love that one because it's actually an insurance company paid out for. So, a crypto yeah, tech. it's that. Yeah, there, there, there is documented. Yeah, that is that is documented. Um, and yeah, this company felt that there was enough to go off of to just say like, okay, yeah, sure, here's seven hundred bucks. Get a new um, mirror. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <sighs> well, you know, now too, like, shit. <laughs> I would hate to go fuck up a new, like, Ford F-150. <laughs> like, God, that'd be so expensive and there's oh, so much God. crap on there to break. And Right, 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 right. <laughs> no, yeah. Anymore, you, um... Well, well, and, like, nowadays that the... That the like grill is just made out of plastic and yeah, um, yeah, it's like the cheapest aluminum for the uh, uh, for the body. Like yeah, just it. Like where's the challenge in that? <laughs> How did Mark die? Oh, he put on a goat man costume and jumped on the hood of a Tesla. The fucking thing exploded. <laughs> <He> exploded. <laughs> Mark died doing what he loved, becoming Euro meat. Yeah, no, he um, yeah. Uh, Landed on on a corner of a of a Tesla hyper truck 
uh, all those sharp angles just punctured him. He got a severe puncture wound. Cut him to ribbons. <laughs> he got a slice in the ribbons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just not the same, man. Not the same. It's not the same. <laughs> uh, well, Mark, you, you had an update um, not too long ago. So here's mine. Uh, here's from New Belgium. Their Atomic Pumpkin uh, spicy oh. release, so oh. it, it has it has special crossed out. I'm doing this now, so yeah. Shout out to New New Belgium Brewing um, and the Mrs. Wizard because she 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 really does. She she gets a kick out of procuring whatever kind of fun drinks we're doing. So here's here's to you, Mark, and here's to you, Mrs. Wizard. Here's to both of you guys. Well, you Cheers. and you're a wizard. I'm not going to toast myself. That's weird. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Yep, there it is. Pumpkin is that that habanero the... one? Uh, it says ale brewed with pumpkin, cinnamon, and chilies. I don't know if it's specifically habanero. I mean, I, don't... I wouldn't be surprised, but... I want to say it was like our first year, and I want to say it was I during so. Urban mm-hmm. Legends or Yokai. And I, I think it was Atomic Pumpkin or something, but it was one It was made with habanero peppers. And I just remember like, you and I yeah. cut that night, and I was doing okay, and then I had some dinner, and then I got super sick and was like puking... Red hot pumpkin. Oh, it's, it was it's the yeah. worst. Because yeah, I'm I'm glad. I mean, it's like uh, it, it's been at least like ten years or so. But there was there was like a green chili beer fad, which I'm glad we got out of that. Um, one of the best slash worst beers I ever had was yeah, like a yeah, I think it was like no, it, it was a ghost pepper stout. Um, Salida had their brewers rendezvous, oh. and yeah. Even like a sample of that, even like a three ounce pour of that, I was like, "This is delicious." But the most I'm ever going to drink of this is three ounces because <laughs> it is rough. <laughs> God. And uh, I forget which episode it was. I think it was about a year ago where I had my really unfortunate run in with a with a ghost pepper. <laughs> That would be our unlucky bastards episode. It was, it was our May unlucky 13th, bastards. Two thousand twenty-two. Yeah, because I, yeah. Cause boy, howdy I, was I? <laughs> I remember. <laughs> like I, I remember. Yeah, you were all fucked up. Oh, it was so bad, so bad. We <laughs> haven't been back there to that place for <laughs> probably a, a number of reasons. Um, but hey, Mark, talking about some other unlucky bastards. I, I mean, I felt sheepish enough and egg on my face owning up to. Okay, yeah, I know my voice sounds shredded, and here's why. Um, but yeah, man, any other like weird insurance <laughs> kind of claims that deal with the cryptidy, like uh, yeah, I here's my twenty dollar copay because um, yeah, the Hopkinsville goblins. Um, no, it, no, it's not hail damage to my roof. Is the goddamn Hopkinsville goblins? I plink them, and they kept bouncing around. <laughs> So you discharged a firearm multiple times in the domicile to shoot at no, what it was, little spaceman no. that Bugs Bunny hopped around. <laughs> it wasn't the five. It wasn't the twenty-two. I I would own up for that. It was. They were. Look, you can see these dents here. A little twenty-two is not going to do that. I'll just plink right through. <laughs> uh, uh, yes, Mrs. Landrum. What are you seeing the doctor for? Jesus gave me cancer. Okay, well. <laughs> That's not a form on the sheet, sweetie, so. Yeah. 
yeah, I think we, I think we might even count that as a pre-existing condition here. <laughs> <laughs> pre-existing. It says here you've seen Bigfoot since you were a child. Yeah, that's a pre-existing condition. I'm sorry, this yeah. doesn't cover your Actually, appendectomy. Yeah, that's not. It's not going to be. Bigfoot can appendectomy. make your appendix explode. You can just do that. We all know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got one more. Okay. Little. Yep. Little. Little claim for you tonight, and again, this is going to come down on you to decide if it's real or not, Josh, but we're already kind of drinking deeply of our member berry wine, and say, do you remember when you and I were two hobbits? Oh, yes, yes, that was, that was good times. Those were good times, I remember, and I also remember the one central lesson we took away from it was that it was a dangerous business going out your door. Yes. Especially when, you know, there's lizard men and goat men that can just jump on your car and fuck it up. <laughs> So we're better off staying at home. Yeah. Because the only thing we got to worry about when we're at home is black-eyed children knocking on our door. Right, Josh? Right, right. right? That's the only thing. Only other thing. Yep. <laughs> well, actually, there's two other things. Well, one other thing, but it's two things for us. A pack of blessings that weighs light. And it's that you and I, in particular, well, we don't need to worry about, you know, taking our lady wizards out for a night in the town and then finding a babysitter for our, you know, little wizards in training. Mm-hmm. We also don't have to worry about not finding the babysitter and just saying, ah, fuck it, he's nine, he'll be fine, coming back and that little bastard just trashed the house. <laughs> Neither did uh, Henry McDaniel, Josh. Mm. He was a good salt-to-the-earth World War II veteran who was coming back home in 1973. He was bringing his wife back from a night in the town. He knew that it was one of them sexy springtime nights, Josh. Oh, yeah. McDaniel switched the weather report off in his car and possibly switched it to Jim Croce's Big Bad Leroy Brown or maybe Marvin Gaye's Let's Get It On. He didn't care about the weather that night because he knew that Mrs. McHenry was about to get six to eight inches anyway. (laughs) Meanwhile, back while in the hometown of Enfield, Illinois, uh, at about 9 p.m., a young man named Greg Garrett was fucking around out in his front yard doing God knows what because it was 9 p.m. and he's a child, when he reported a beast with three legs covered in green slimy skin or gray slimy skin with great big pink reddish eyes charged him. The creature leapt at Garrett and knocked him down, then lashed out with two of the three hind legs shredding his pants and shoes, and meanwhile, two small arms appeared out of its chest and raked at Garrett with clawed hands. Oh my God, that's horrible. Ugh. Garrett freed himself from the gray onslaught and ran inside screaming, and his parents no doubt screamed at him for ruining a brand new pair of shoes and pants. But then they realized they were in trouble when they saw the boy was covered in bloody cuts. Oh, man. Oof. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Meanwhile, as Mr. McDaniel, was, as Henry McDaniel was pulling into his house, knew it knowing he was about to, you know... He, he was ready, Josh. It was time. Yeah. Probably got some of that, you know, good roadhead because he just took his latest year Broadway show, maybe. We know how it works. We know the score. Well, he didn't realize that he was going to be the second one to fall prey to this monster tonight, Josh. The monster, the monster of Enfield. Not the Enfield hauntings. That is a completely separate poltergeist event that happened in England in the 60s. Completely separate and, man, it really fucks up your search results. So, listeners, if you're looking, I'm not talking about a poltergeist here. Yeah, yeah. So, McHenry walks into his house from his attached garage door. And they make a point to say that his 
door, his garage, he pulled into the garage, walked into the house, right? Okay. Like you do. It's mm -hmm. the 70s is what you do. Mm -hmm. When his two children met him, they were crying, Josh. They were in hysterics. And he, they were crying and screaming, claiming that a monster had tried to get into the house. That's when McHenry took stock of all of his surroundings and noticed that things were pushed up against doors, like the furniture, the table, the couches were pushed up against doors and windows barricading them. Mm. The front and back doors of the houses were completely blocked off. And there was also a big gaping hole in the wall where the, mon where the mounted air conditioner unit used to sit. Oof. Now, right as McHenry was about to launch into a Nestorian in Link's speech about how ridiculous his children were being, the house was suddenly struck with a loud, banging, rapid scratching at the front door. Huh. Okay. Being a level-headed, blue-collar veteran, uh, McHenry is a man of action, so he wasn't about to let this thing ruin his date. If anything, he was going to scare off some, like, local kids or maybe a pissed-off badger and score double that night. Hmm. He filled himself up with courage sent straight from Aphrodite, and McHenry threw open the door, and what he saw next was horror. Josh, if you would kindly read quote number two, please. Ah, uh, yes, of course. Quote, It had three legs on it, a short body, two little short arms, and two pink eyes as big as flashlights. It stood four and a half feet tall and was grayish colored. He was trying to get into the house. Trying to get into the house. Oh, God. McHenry promptly slammed the door. And then did what any American would do and did what? That's right. Got his gun. Got his gun. <laughs> a twenty-two pistol, to be exact. And we make a note of this because while twenty-twos can kill a thing, they're not great at stopping power. No. And they're not the strongest little gun. Yeah, yeah. He also grabbed a flashlight, threw open the door a second time, trained the flashlight on the great pink swollen eyes, and fired. He knows that he hit at least one time, and then he fired again, and he might have missed. And then he fired again, and he might have <laughs> hit it again. And then he fired again, and he might have missed or hit it. It doesn't matter because something happened, and the creature let off an angry hiss. It then bounded off the porch and covered 50 feet across the driveway in three long bounds into the dark night in a, quote, stomping fashion where one leg would plant and the other two would follow. Hmm. Okay, so like kind of like three-legged race, sort of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah Which yeah. would make sense because this thing has three legs. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> uh, the cops were called out to their second beast attack that hour, and they were just as incredulous to believe McHenry's tale as they were Greg Garrett's. Oh, geez. Because McHenry was known to have a bit of a, you know, imagination here and there, and was also known about town as a bit of an eccentric storyteller. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. However, cops, you know, showed up, took statements from the kids and McHenry, and they ruled both cases as a simple animal attack. Because, goddammit, wouldn't it just be nice to not have to do your job in the 70s and just go drink beer and eat Skittles at the station house? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Times, yeah. times have changed, sadly. <laughs> times, times have changed. Um, and, you know, while we can be content to say that the cops, you know, did at least the bare minimum and showed up and, you know... Sure, they kind of ruled out the entire thing as an animal attack. What they couldn't really rule out was Henry's front and back door, which were covered in deep claw marks, um, a swamp cooler that was clawed goodly, and an abundance of six padded clawed track marks about the yard. So, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a paw print, Josh, but mm -hmm. instead of the five, like every single animal on Earth has, this one had six. This one has six. Huh. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, once again, word got around the small town 
mostly spread by McHenry in this case because he was eccentric and told everybody who would listen to him about the monster that attacked his house. And guess what happened, Josh? That's right. Another posse were rounded up and descended upon the sweet little town of Enfield. I have now broken the Foggy Mountain Breakdown button on my computer. <laughs> Two wizards, three posse roundups in one night. God damn it, we're doing good. <laughs> According to the local sheriff, Roy Pochard, the men were generally harmless and good-natured, if a little bit intrusive. Then they became a nuisance. Mm. They would just kind of, they just kind of took it up as they were the town's saviors, even though the town didn't ask. They didn't need to be saved. They were cool. But still, these men would show up, organize hunting parties, they'd beat the forest, and they would also beat around the railroad tracks that backed up to McHenry's home, where the beasts seemed to like to hang out. Hmm. One of these groups patrolling the railroad tracks did find something. Um, it produced... They saw the beast a couple times until they chased it into uh, into some you know dense undergrowth by a culvert, and they just opened fire. Okay. Nothing happened. Yeah. They didn't get it. So either they're all really bad shots shooting with what I can only assume is 20-gauge shotguns in 1970s. Probably not, you know, they're not using, you know, slugs. Probably, you know, either they're bad shots or, or and this is what I'm more inclined to believe, they fired and they hit. But the Enfield Horror was, in fact, bulletproof, Josh. Mm. You know what else is bulletproof? Goblins and UFO <laughs> pumpkins in Korea. I'm not saying it was aliens, but not saying my aliens. hair just got really stupid looking, so it was aliens. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, McHenry continued to spread the stories around town and kind of did more harm than good. McHenry could almost be taken as dangerous in the right... Not dangerous, but you know. He's the guy that yells at people inside the Home Depot because they're wearing masks. And it's like, buddy, no one asked. Yeah, yeah. He became so vocal about it, the cops actually threatened to arrest him if he didn't shut the fuck up. Oh my god. Ugh. Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> now, Henry did have a buddy in town in the form of Greg Garrett, who was attacked by the monster. He lost a pair of shoes to the monster, but oddly enough, right around the same time that McHenry was threatened by the cops, Garrett retracted his story and said, oh, no, 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 nothing happened to me. I made it all up. Despite being taken to the hospital, Josh. Huh, okay. Hmm, 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 Mayhaps a bit of police intimidation. Yeah, I was, yeah, like... I uh, clearly already a first amendment violation because uh, this guy gets to say whatever he wants. You know, he can, he, he can, he can share stories about this cryptid or alien, whatever attack uh, and should be free from like police. Um, uh, okay. Yeah. This pumpkin and atomic pumpkin is <laughs> kind of starting to, starting to take their toll on me here. <laughs> Intimidation. Well, That's what I was looking for. Intimidation. <laughs> police intimidation. Police intimidation. Yeah. Good God. I mean, so long as you don't run into you know a crowded makeout point and yell "lizard man," well, everything <laughs> is all right. Right. You can't sh- shout "lizard man" in a crowded makeout spot. That's that's where free speech ends when you endanger others with the speech. <laughs> a clear incitement to posse assemblage. Which is also not guaranteed under the First Amendment. Yes, we have the right to assemble, but not always as a posse. <laughs> Lizard man sitting on the stand for insurance fraud. Your Honor, I believe I have the right to face my accuser. <laughs> Can the Lizard man cite preference? Or uh, God damn it, precedence, not preference, precedence. <laughs> the the state of New Jersey versus Mothman. 
Your Honor. (laughs) Now I'm just a... I'm no big city lawyer goat man. I just am content to be be pleased with eating cans out of the garbage at my local garage. But what we got here is a Texas ass helping a police brutality. And it's... I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Meanwhile, back at the ranch, back at the house next to back the back to the railroad tracks, <laughs> McHenry tried to be quiet. He wasn't trying to start shit. He saw a thing and it scared him. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, the cops told him to shut up, and to his credit, he did. Until May 6th at about 3 a.m. when his neighbor's dogs woke him up. Mm. Uh, immediately, you know, he was in a state of panic. 3 a.m. You, you get a little nervy. So he threw open his front door once again to see what the hell the dogs were barking at. And he looked out at the railroad tracks and saw the thing again. Oh, God. Okay. But it wasn't doing anything, Josh. According to McHenry, it seemed to be minding its own business. It would just kind of walk up and down the tracks on the three legs in the weird fashion. And every now and then stop to smell the tracks and then stop to smell the air. Hmm. Okay. McHenry went and got his gun, but didn't shoot because it didn't really seem like anything was going to happen. And quite frankly, McHenry already having seen the horrors of war, wasn't ready to take a life, no matter how horror-ish, horrific, whatever. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter. Mark, write better. (laughs) But he did decide that enough was enough. As he watched the monster plot off into the forest in its weird three-legged fashion, McHenry got an idea in his head. And he was going to tell local media and he was going to tell anybody that listened. And then later that day, Enfield got another visitor, Josh. Mm. In the form of a radio DJ from WKKI in Kokomo, Indiana, named Rick Rainbow. (laughs) That's such a good name. (laughs) Rick Rainbow. That's awesome. (laughs) Rick Rainbow. (laughs) Traffic and weather together on the 10s. We're looking for that horror (laughs) in your neighborhood today. We see your WWKI bumper sticker. You can get $10 for the cool weekend. (laughs) This is a full-on double Rick Rainbow all the way across the airwaves. <laughs> oh my god, a double rainbow! What does it mean? <laughs> it means it's time to get the lead out. <laughs> 20 minutes of Led Zeppelin coming at your ass now. I'm Rick Rainbow. Anyway, so Rick Rainbow came to town. Literal, real dude named Rick Rainbow. I just... Second DJ of the night, stirring up shit. Like, the 70s, Josh, were a wild fucking time. Like, yeah. just the implication here, where a DJ can hear a story and go, fuck it, I'm gonna take the zoo crew down, and we're gonna find this motherfucking Enfield horror. Oh, yeah, I... <laughs> <laughs> and they did just that. Rick Rainbow and three of his buddies rolled into town to do some horror hunting of their own. And goddammit, if he didn't really hit a pot of gold, um, he and his three friends kind of hung out around the tracks mostly because that's where the thing seemed to like to hang out until they hit pay dirt. And one day they just saw the thing walking out of the woods, kind of next to an abandoned house that they're pretty sure the thing lived in. They couldn't, it's it, again, this is such a weird, you know, don't go into that house. It's a haunted house. A monster lives there. There's an abandoned house on the train track property. It backs up to the forest that the creature seems to hang out in, but nobody wants to go into it. Mm. Um, People see this thing coming and going. Rick Rainbow saw it coming and going. Yeah. Um, I saw him and his posse saw it running up and down the tracks. And then all of a sudden it just stopped, looked them, looked at them straight on about a hundred yards away and ran off into the woods Mm. in the direction of McHenry's house. So 
It really likes something that's around McHenry's house. It's like it's that's where its den is. We'll say, but he also went a step further, and he managed to record some of the howling hisses mm. that this thing made. Mm-hmm. And I would love to tell you, Josh, that this is where I say, pull up your notes and play this YouTube clip from 1970s. But Josh, <laughs> this was the 1970s. Dang and it! That clip no longer exists. Dang it! Yeah, darn it. <laughs> What I can tell you, though, is next to, you know, close to truth as we can probably get on this podcast ever. Because my own personal lord and savior, Lauren Coleman, also showed up in Enfield. Oh, okay. Nice. And being a monster hunter of a more discerning variety, he decided to go talk to the locals and see what the hell was going on. Mm. Coleman also took recordings of his own. Okay. All right. All right. According to a 1974 interview with Fate magazine, I traveled to Enfield, interviewed witnesses, looked at the siding of the houses the Enfield monster had damaged, heard some strange screeching banshee-like calls, and then I walked away bewildered. Hmm. Coleman, drawing on his own experience, likened this thing to possibly the Dover Demon of Dover, Massachusetts, which was like his kind of like first investigation. Oh, okay. Multiple eyewitness sightings of a thing with long limbs, grayish skin, huge eyes. He'd been to this party before, so he kind of knew what he was going at. It's yeah. really cool. Like, right, right, yeah, you don't this get was... to, like, now in a world of, you know, mountain monsters and Bigfoot, Buckfoot, fuck party on the Travel Channel, like, we lose the forest through the trees, so to speak. But, like, Lauren Coleman, another uh, cryptozoologist, a friend of his named Jerome Clark, they were both there. They were both on the scene doing this shit. Right, yeah, yeah. Again, man, like, yeah, yeah like, yeah. boots on the ground, they're there. This is, like... Not exactly their specialty, but this is something that like they ostensibly have some kind of experience and background with. Which, yeah, that's awesome. I just think it's so cool. Like, yeah. oh man, to to go back and just like dick around with Lauren, Cole, Lauren Coleman in the seventies, man. Like, yep. <laughs> um. Anyway, this. So what he came away with was nothing but bewilderment, and really, this feeling was mutual for hundreds of people including reporters, um, beast hunters, locals, uh, news crews, Rick Rainbow, even. (laughs) At the end of the day, there were hundreds of reports of sightings of this thing across the entire summer. Multiple lost recordings. Apparently, Rick Rainbow and Coleman got authentic ones, but other ones also showed up, and I think that's where the authenticity kind of happens and you lose shit in the chain. Mm -hmm. Because, like... What happens when you, you know, you, you lose it, you know, you literally lose the recording through the recording trees. Right, right. Yeah. You know, so much comes in. You can't, you know, shit just gets lost. Um, but there was also multiple arrests made on the part of the hunters oh, wow. for discharging their firearms <laughs> too close to residential areas <laughs> and trespassing and causing damage of their own. Drunken disorderly went out the goddamn window. Because what do you do when you hunt monsters, Josh? You gotta drink, damn it. And ultimately, all of this amounted to nothing. But at the end of the boy, or Jesus Christ, at the end of the day, initially, a boy had been attacked and maybe lied about it or was maybe coerced into saying he had lied about it. And a dude named McHenry didn't get laid that night, had to replace a front door and a very expensive AC unit. And how the fuck do you explain that to your insurance adjuster, Josh? I just don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, uh, I would love to hear um, J.K. Simmons, like, come up in a, in a commercial for, uh, 
farmers, right? Like, isn't that like farmers insurance? Yeah, yeah. yeah that yeah. is. I would love to see him come up and say, like, so yeah, so you have a grayish, three-legged, um, pink-eyed monster <laughs> coming wreck your <laughs> wreck your home. We got you covered. <laughs> We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are Bigfoots. Bum, 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 yeah, Flo from Progressive. Um, <laughs> Is the Flatwoods monster. Is <laughs> the Flatwoods monster. <laughs> I don't want the Geico gecko. I want the Geico um, skunk ape. <laughs> <laughs> Or, or, or even a, uh, a further callback, only 90s kids will know, the Geico Cavemen. <laughs> Geico, so easy, a skunk ape could do it. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> shitty, shitty general auto insurance commercials with the... Oh. <laughs> Fucking animate CGI giant penguin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, buddy. Here at Loch Ness Mutual Insurance, we're we're here for you. Here's yeah. Don here's a guy that you think is Don Knotts eating a pie. <laughs> also, yeah, these pumpkin beers. I I I've I've thoroughly enjoyed Man, I I hope my insurance covers uh Damages due to pumpkin beer. Uh. Instead of the Liberty Mutual Emu, it's the Liberty Mutual Jackalope. And you just, Jackalope, <laughs> yeah, Jackalope, 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 Jackalope. Fuck, I hate insurance companies and all their stupid sayings. Yeah, man. I mean, but, and... For a great r- low rate, you can get online, call the goat man and save some time. <laughs> bleh, bleh. <laughs> Is that is that Bigfoot? No, it's me, Shaquille O'Neal. Who's Shaquille O'Neal? Um, I, I mean, but truly, that also seems like a giant. You know, maybe. Uh, I don't think this is too soon, but maybe that is what could have righted uh, the. Like, if if they just got some cryptidy mascot in a new jingle, um, that would have like. Warms the hearts of all those state legislators in Texas and Georgia and all those other places. <laughs> it's like, no, you can't shut us down. Look at our... Uh... Now it says here that y'all were fishing and a big old turtle the size of a dinner table came up under... I don't know why they're all southern, but... Well, that was in in, in Indiana. It's all right. I'm, I'm in character yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> big old turtle the size of a dinner table coming <laughs> up into your boat there. Are you boys drinking a bit of the hooch? Drinking some of Grandpa's old cough medicine? <laughs> Andy, shut the fuck up. <laughs> drinking some of Southern Tier Pumpkin Imperial Pumpkin Ale? <laughs> At 8.6%? <laughs> I know oh, I know boy. that you... I, I, I am mm-hmm. glad that you have never had to work in the world of insurance, Josh. But so, how yeah. are you struck? I gave you three... Very spurious at best, but one paid out claim of yeah. cryptid entanglement in the insurance world. Uh, how do you feel, man? I mean, I I am honestly surprised that there isn't a greater market for that, right? Like, yeah, sure, uh, 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 Rick Rainbow, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, what? No, no, no. Who? Who? Who put out the one million dollar bounty? Uh, oh, uh, WWOC. I didn't get that guy's name, but yeah, it was okay, a local okay. DJ for WWOC. Th- th- that's it. Th- that's it. So I mean, I'm I'm honestly surprised that th- that doesn't have a bigger market. Um, y- y- like, I, I I mean, of of all the types of insurance that people can take out, um, yes, even as simple as if you're on the blackjack table and the dealer's uh, up card is an ace, they offer you insurance there. Um, if you go out golfing in Japan, you can buy insurance uh, if you get a hole-in-one because typically when you get a hole-in-one, that's a really good thing. Uh, but in Japan, if you get a hole-in-one, you have to like buy everybody else like crazy um, um, amounts of like gifts and presents. Um and so you take the hole-in-one insurance to help you like cover those costs. So for all of the things out there that we're offering insurance, I'm honestly kind of surprised that cryptid insurance isn't more marketed or publicized. Um, which I and who knows, maybe there is some like little rinky-dink thing out there that um, yeah, you know, five bucks a year. Yeah, if if the uh, Yowie. Um, messes up your RV. <laughs> You'll get that paid out. Or, hey, maybe this is something for Two Wizards and or High Hammock Radio. Maybe we need to start offering cryptid insurance, but we will be more stringent in evaluating claims and not just like, oh, it's the 80s. Some some guy says a lizard man messed up his car. Oh, okay, sure. Here's, here's 500 bucks. <laughs> Now, you say you had a couple beers. How many is a couple? Well, you know, a couple. No, no, I need a number. If it was three beers, I can say a goat man landed on your car. If it was four <laughs> beers, well, you're not going to get paid out. I'm not allowed to tell you this, but I just need to let you know how this is going to yes. shake out. Oh, yeah, yeah no, it was, two, it was two beers and there were Coors Lights. All right, good enough. I I would give anything, you know, to kind of help you out of this. Um, yeah, your boat got capsized because of a... Because of the, because uh, yeah, here's here's your Nessie insurance. Um, well, fucking Ogopogo ate all that dude's horses. Yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. And he turned around and went back home to Chicago. Like <laughs> he's he's filing a claim with eighteen hundreds. What the the Pinkertons or some shit and just uh, came up and ate my horses. Yeah, what did you say exactly. this happened at uh, Rattlesnake Island? Yeah, that's not what the locals call it, right? <laughs> No, they call it Monster Island. Yeah, yeah, it shouldn't have been, <laughs> shouldn't have been canoeing yeah, there, huh? Unfortunately, no, I reckon not. Yeah, that is that is outside of our coverage uh, zone here. You know, we clearly stated in our uh, terms of service that uh, this is this is non applicable for um, any residences or property on Monster Islands. <laughs> <laughs> now, look, I I don't know how to tell you this. You guys got Bigfoot insurance. You paid. For Bigfoot insurance. But you did not pay for skunk ape insurance. <laughs> yeah, that's They are two completely different. separate entities. They may be similar, but they are separate. And that is an entirely separate package. You guys didn't buy into that. I can clearly tell, based off of all the stank around here, all the destruction, this is pure skunk ape. <laughs> yeah. I can't give you anything. I, I am sorry. Yeah. My hands are tied by this My hands, insurance. yeah. Yeah, my big... <laughs> Giant hairy feet are tied, unfortunately. <laughs> My gigantic you, clawed hands that 
yeah, claw you, into your brain. Yeah, you 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 opted out of the bonus. Uh. Okay, so great white buffalo is a mistake. Um, pumpkin. No, it was great with the castle great. of dark illusion has resurrected all of your monsters with yes. extra defense points, but it lowered your attack points. Yeah, see that was. I need my to problem. stop playing so much goddamn Yu-Gi-Oh. I think. <laughs> um. Anyway, <laughs> cryptid anyway, so, insurance. Cryptid insurance. How am I going to explain this to my to my insurance? Uh, I well, okay. I guess also on on the other hand, we maybe we should be grateful that um, that there isn't all of these claims getting filed because then our premiums would be going up, and man, if if every Tom, Dick, and Harry, if any Jack, Jack and Jill could uh, make a claim about, um, yeah, oh no, I, um, no, I didn't um, run my Porsche into that uh, street light. Uh, it was, it was, it was Bat Boy. <laughs> the fucking um, what was it? The Batman of the. The Batman of Houston, right? With our Chupacabra yeah. one. It was the winged humanoid that lived yeah. in the theater and pulled women out of their cars. Yeah, he <laughs> shit on my windshield and I, I hit the pole. I, I swear to God, it was 20 pounds of shit. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, or even like, even just like more regularly attested animals. Because especially in Colorado and especially this time of year um, when you know we're we're well past uh, the uh, autumn equinox uh, days are getting shorter and nights happening faster I don't think you you can call yourself a Colorado resident if you haven't hit a deer um, and that's a whole oh God yeah that's a whole thing. <laughs> Uh, to to try to balance out too. So so I I guess you know maybe we should be grateful. Maybe we should be grateful. Like just going through that claims process is kind of difficult enough. I couldn't even imagine if um, yeah yeah I I uh, uh, no there were some furry trout on the road because it's spawning season. <laughs> I slipped on a furry trout and lost control of my vehicle and went off <laughs> into the ditch. Uh, <laughs> oh man oh boy so well okay mark I, I i think you've given me a lot to contemplate i think it's almost uh open enrollment for for our health insurance mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh so i'm gonna be sitting down with the mrs wizard and you know maybe talking about do we need to expand our coverage here um since we're in ohio now uh, we yeah yeah we've been in Ohio for six years. Maybe we need to opt into the Frogmen um, coverage. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's your Josh? Do you have a mucus plan? Because I'm. Worried I don't think I do. I don't yeah. think I do. And so you know, sure, it may be that extra you know seven bucks a month, but that's peace of mind. <laughs> <laughs> how how much would you spend for peace of mind, Josh? Yeah, truly. Truly, to with... let you know that Mothman based pink eye is not a pre-existing condition. <laughs> right. Look it up. Anybody that sees a Mothman gets really bad pink eye. It's a thing that happens. It's, it's, yeah, it just it just happens. <laughs> well, so so Mark, I think you've given me a lot to think about, and I think you've given our listeners a lot to think about. So, listeners, what what about you? Have you encountered any crazy things? 
have have you had a vehicle or your home get like dinged up from some unexplainable thing where no it wasn't my buddies and I uh had too much to drink and we started to uh hit golf balls uh no it was some other thing it was it was um mothman guano that <laughs> it was ball lightning <laughs> it was ball lightning yeah do you have or having listened to this episode are you going to up to the platinum package that yeah it has ball lightning coverage um <laughs> we always love listening and and hearing from you uh, uh seeing your emails seeing your direct messages so keep them flowing um get in touch with us at two wizards podcast at gmail.com uh find us on twitter at two wizards pod c1 uh, we're active on Facebook and Instagram, so go definitely check out these totally real uh, photographs of the South Carolina lizard man. <laughs> totally real, <laughs> and not just either a blur or a dude in a rubber suit. Um, you can you can look for those there. Um, you can find me on Twitter at plaid barbarian. Um, I'm I'm also I guess doing the blue sky thing. Uh, maybe maybe that's a if you want Two Wizards Podcast to be on Blue Sky, let us know because I finally earned a new invite code and I can do that. Um, but Mark, oh, what? Yeah. So, so what else? What, what, what else do we have going on? What are some other places where people can find us? Uh, can find you? Can find uh, other things under High Hammock Radio? Yeah, you can. You can find all things High Hammock Radio. Well, I guess you can't because I haven't gotten off my ass and made the website yet but <laughs> if you liked what me and josh were doing the night then you might like our other podcasts like the dangle podcast a weekly retrospective rewatch of king of the hill where me and my buddy johnny talk about texas all the goddamn time so i don't feel bad for making fun of texas tonight in my opening yeah, or or you can come check me out on i can't wait to show my kids a weekly cinema review podcast where me and my buddy brad and i think next week josh is gonna be around Probably. uh we fill in gaps in our cinematic knowledge and we watch these movies that were super fundamental to us and decide well hey when can i show this to my kids and not totally scar them um when this one releases we will have put out our frankenstein's army episode that was mm. a good one Nice. So go check that out. Or or you can come check me out at Marky Stardust on Twitter. I am very inactive. And I'm sorry, I mean, but, no. you know. Yeah. You... I even fell off my Halloween challenge wagon. One weekend. One weekend is all it took for me to stop doing anything <laughs> and forget forget what I was doing. And now I'm like, well, you only missed one day. You can double up. Yeah, you missed Sunday, too. Yeah, fuck it. Month's done. And today's, what, the ninth? So yeah, no man. I mean, look, we are we are embracing spooky month. We are embracing fall. We're drinking pumpkin beer. Uh, the great white buffalo has graced us once again with its uh, magisterial presence, and uh, and this is this is this is just this is just the like claw gashes in the roof this isn't even the ripping off of the side mirror like we're, we're just we're just barely getting started for that <laughs> <laughs> so uh, mark thank you for this for this delightful um, uh, episode I I am I am informed I am entertained uh, we had some good laughs we had some good insights and uh, I'm looking forward Looking forward to where Spooky Spooky Month takes us next. 
Yeah, I am too, and only time will tell. But in the meantime, I will tell you all, thank you for being here. Thank you for letting us be a part of your day. Josh, Mm -hmm. thank you for letting me just be (laughs) the dumbest I might have ever been. No, this is great. (laughs) I think what they're not telling you about the moon was more cohesive (laughs) than this episode. No, that is is totally fine. So, yes, thank you, Mark. Thank you, listeners. Um, Tune in next time for more uh, ooky spooky goodness on the Two Wizards podcast. My name is Josh, and I am a wizard. And my name is Mark, and I am a wizard. Uh, We love you all, everyone. Good night. Take care. He rolled upon his back, and after that, I killed them all! Ah!